We give experience revival level introduced to you God's word with simplicity and power, which is able to save and give you eternal inheritance through God's servant, Pastor follow Prince. God bless you as you listen. If you know He has done, you will begin to give Him glory. Say, Father, we thank you. You have done me well. Blessed be your name, O Lord, for what you have done. Thank you and thank you again for your mercies, for your love, for your kindness, for being there always for us. We say blessed be your name. Thank you because you yet do us well today. Thank you and thank you. In Jesus' most precious name, we have given thanks in the name of Jesus Christ. Today we are going to discuss another interesting one. That the man Abraham, are we saying amen? Our father Abraham, father Abraham. Now we first start looking at the promises of God to Abraham. The promises of God to Abraham. And the same way it is with me and you. Mighty promises. Many of us, as you sit down with me here, God has met you and told you so great thing about your life. God has made some of us both in revelation. God has spoken to many of us by the voice of the Spirit. This is whom I've made you. This is whom I've made you. You are not a small person. I have made you great. Just the way our God started speaking to Father Abraham. Just the way he started speaking to Father Abraham in Genesis chapter 12, verse 1, down to 3. Now the Lord has said unto Abraham, Get thee out of thy country, and from thy kindred, and from thy father's house, unto a land that I will show thee. Verses 2. And I will make of thee a great nation, and I will bless thee, and make thy name great, and thou shalt be a blessing. I will make of thee a great nation. Don't you understand? <laughs> That's God speaking to a man. I'll make of thee a great nation. And I will bless thee. And make thy name great. And thou shalt be a blessing. It's no more that you'll be blessed. I will make you to be a carrier of the blessings of people. I will make you a carrier of the blessings of people. As you move around, anybody that come across you, they'll be blessed. Nations will bless to you. What a great man. What a great man. God showed him. This is whom I have made you. This is my design for you. This is my design for you. You can be a witness today. Even people hearing me, wherever you are, you know God has said something very close to this to you also. There are people living today that God has said, even things that are bigger than these two. God has called them and said, hey, this is whom I have made you. I have made you so great. Some have made you a great minister of the gospel. Some have made you a man that will feed nations. Through business, some God has made them great evangelists, great prophets, great architects, great economists. God has made you great that people will depend on you. That families will bless through you. That nations cannot survive until you appear. The same thing God spoke very clear and excellent to our father Abraham. He said, this is whom I've made you, verse 3. And I will bless them that bless thee. And cause him that cause thee. And indeed all the families of the earth be blessed. And indeed, all the families of the earth shall be blessed through you. Anyone that calls you, leave the cause for me. 
don't go and do 21 days fasting. Don't plead the blood. Don't send the Holy Ghost fire. Leave it for me. Once he curses you, he has destroyed himself. If they curse you, it is my responsibility to curse them back. Don't curse. Just close your mouth. There's the one who has taken the responsibility. Abraham, I will be the one cursing everyone that curses you. Anyone that wants to be blessed, let him not near Abraham and say, I curse you. That was God speaking to Abraham directly. Know that he sent a prophet to come and talk to him. Know that he sent a pastor to come and talk to him. He was talking to him directly. Is there anybody God has ever said something to in this life here? I am talking to people here. Is there anybody God has ever said something to here? Is there anybody sitting with me or anybody hearing me that God has said something to in this life that is mind-blowing that even yourself at times will think about it and say, is it me actually God was saying this to? Is it me actually God was saying this to? That was the case of our father Abraham. Our father Abraham, I will say in a minute. Look at Genesis 13, verse 14 to 18. The blessedness of God unto Abraham again. You see God speaking to Abraham again. His blessedness. And the Lord said unto Abraham, after that Lord was separated from him, lift up now your eyes and look from the place where thou art northward, southward, eastward, and westward, all around you. Verse 15. For all the land which thou seest, to thee will I give it, and thy seed after thee. He said, hey, the land which you see, I have given it to you. After all, the earth is the lost and the fullness thereof. The earth is the lost and the fullness thereof. Abraham, I give you all the land. As much as you can see, as far as your eyes can see, I have given to you. Take, not only to you, even unto thy seed. Have I given this to God speaking to Abraham. What a glorious life. What a glorious destiny. What a glorious life. What a glorious destiny. And I will make thy seed as the dust of the earth. So that if a man can number the dust of the earth, then shall thy seed also be numbered. <laughs> God speaking to a man. Just to a man. Look at verse 17. Arise. Walk through the land. In the length of it. And in the breadth of it. For I will give it unto thee. Emphasis. God was emphasizing. I will give it unto thee Abraham. I will give it unto thee. Verse 18. Then Abraham removed his tent. And came and dwelt in the plain of Mamre, which is in the Hebron, and built there an altar unto the Lord. He built an altar there unto the Lord. So for Abraham, God defined him. God showed him his capacity. God made him to know, this is whom I have made you. And that God has not failed to do the same even today. If you don't have such witness, I have such witness. I have such witness. And that's why I keep telling people, I say, the way you treat me, be very careful. I will say in a man. So it's important that we understand this. He spoke to Abraham the same way he's still speaking to people today. The same way he's speaking big things concerning your life. The same way he will speak big things concerning many other lives who actually return to him. Who actually will care to come to him. I will say in a man. Go again to blessedness of God to Abraham. Do you know why I'm showing you the blessedness of God to Abraham? So that you will understand what God always desires. And whenever he meets a man, what he tells the man. So it's the man that will decide. If you want to be a mediocre, no problem. Me, I don't want to be a mediocre. I want to be a champion. 
I want before I will leave this earth, if people come and say, we serve the Lord, I can put my hand and say, I serve the Lord too. I want if I get to heaven, if Father Abraham said, yes, the Lord spoke to me, I can come and say, he spoke to me too, and it happened. <laughs> it is true. God is not a liar. So God took time. He was showing Abraham, this is whom I've made you. This is whom I've made you. This is whom I've made you. So that you will know and walk in the consciousness of it and not let anything deter you from getting there. Don't be a mediocre. Don't be a mediocre. Don't end up as a mediocre. So when I keep telling people, I say, God said to me, it shall be a networking academy that will cover every length and breadth of Africa. They say, hey. One of my friends said, my friend, make we leave this thing where they talk. Make we talk another thing. I said, no problem. <laughs> but he spoke to Father Abraham and he spoke to me. And what he told Father Abraham, the mind of man cannot be able to do or to carry it. <laughs> the mind of man cannot. I said, that is why I believe he's the one that spoke to me too. The same he that spoke to Father Abraham has spoken to me too. And one day he told me, it shall be a networking academy. I said, glory to God. He said, write it down. It shall come to pass in its season. Write it down. It shall come to pass in its season. Nothing will make it not to come to pass. Why? He spoke it. He spoke it. He's the one that put it in place. Look at again the blessedness of God to Abraham. In Genesis 15 verses 1 to 6, after these things, the word of the Lord came unto Abraham in a vision, saying, Fear not, Abraham, I am thy shield, and thy exceeding great reward. Verses 2, and Abraham said, Lord God, what will thou give me? Seeing, I go childless, and the steward of my house is this Eliezer of Damascus. Verses 3, and Abraham said, Behold to me, thou hast given no seed. And lo, one born in my house is my heir. Verse 4. And behold, the word of the Lord came unto him, saying, This shall not be a fine hair. That's your hair. It can't be your hair. This can't be your hair. But he that shall come forth out of thine own bowels shall be your hair. Out of your own bowels shall be your hair. Verse 5. And he brought him forth abroad and said, Look now towards heaven and tell the stars, if thou be able to number them. And he said unto him, So shall thy seed be. So shall thy seed be. Verse 6. And he believed in the Lord and he counted it to him for righteousness. And he believed in the Lord and he counted it to him for righteousness. We are talking about the blessedness of God unto Abraham. God defining a man, the life of what I have packed in this man. My expectation from him. This is whom I have made him. This is whom I have created him to be. This is what I will achieve with this singular man. As a man. As a man. Please, I'm asking you a question. Won't you say it's too much? No, all the things we are counting. Won't you say it's too much for just one man? Just one man. But do you know our God has not stopped? He's still doing the same today. 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 And that is what the devil is targeting. He wants to rob the people of God of this huge blessedness. These plans of God for his people that is so glorious, so wonderful, so beautiful, that if you see it and see it well and catch it, if the world can see it, they will tremble. They will fear. They will say, ah, we better go and serve him now, before that time, so that by the time the time will come, he will remember us. At least we serve him. At least he can give us small, small offices so that we can you know, follow in enjoying the blessings. Are we saying amen? I'm asking you a question. If we are there when God was speaking to Abraham, how will you start seeing him? Question. How will you see Abraham? Would you be respecting him? If he's passing every day, he say, this is the man that holds the blessing of the whole nation. So let me better go and 
greet him this morning. Father Abraham, good morning. Oh. Remember, my name is okay. Write my name. I am the one greeting you every morning. <laughs> so that you will not pass with my blessing. <laughs> well, Jesus said they have eyes, but they can't see. May you also, that God has redeemed, see in the name of Jesus Christ. I say may you also, that God has redeemed, see in the name of Jesus Christ. So that you will not see yourself, oh, you don't die in that poverty. No! There's no poverty around me. Poverty has lost my address. Since I gave my life to Christ, he lost my address. If he's coming, he says, is it this man? He's mad. Leave him, let's go to the other side. We'll be wasting our time coming near him. <laughs> Praise God. I said the same poverty will lose your own. He will lose your address. I say, you're not shouting at me. No. I say you will lose your address forever. But that is when you can understand what we're saying. So that you can quickly learn. Am I beginning to lose it? So how do I recover it? How do I recover it? Very quick and fast. How do I recover it? How do I recover it? How do I recover it? I will say in a minute. God's blessedness to Abraham. Genesis chapter 15 verse 17 to 21. And it came to pass. That when the sun went down. And it was dark. Behold a smoking furnace. And a burning lamp that passed between those pits. In the same day, the Lord made a covenant with Abraham, saying, Unto thy seed have I given this land. From the river of Egypt unto the great river, the river Ephrates. Verses 19 the Kenites and the Kenazites and the Cadmonites and the Hittites and the Perizzites and the Rephims. Verses 21. And the Amorites and the Canaanites and the Gigashites and the Jebusites. Now, all of these lands, God said, I have given to you, Abraham, and to your seeds. Unto one man, God said, I am giving all this land. I am giving all this land. I am giving all the seeds. But blessed be God. Anytime he says he gave him the land, do you remember he always say, and his what? seed. We are the seeds of Abraham. We are part of the seeds of Abraham. We are part of the seeds of Abraham. Through Christ Jesus, we are redeemed to be the children of God, also the children of Abraham. Are we saying amen? So we are blessed. So much blessed. So much blessed. So much blessed. Are we saying amen? I said you are so much blessed. Stop behaving like a slave. If they knock your head, is it? Because my father don't have money. They knock you. They say, you see that all the people that are rich, you can't knock them like that. Go and knock them. <laughs> now, we look at this blessedness. When I study it, I say, God. God. That same God of Abraham is our God. That same God of Abraham has not changed. But look at the trick of the devil. Look at the trick of the devil. There was a time that Abraham was at the verge of losing all these glorious blessings. There was a time. I took my time to show you the blessedness of God to Abraham. But there was a time in his walk with God, he was at the verge of losing all of them. All of these wonderful blessings. All of these glorious blessings, all of these marvelous blessings, mind-blowing blessings, that any man that God has pronounced that to, the man goes to rest and said, ah, I have got it. I have got it. But this man was at the verge of losing the blessedness out of carelessness. Out of carelessness. Now look at the first carelessness. And the same carelessness we've seen in the life of the children of God and they thought it doesn't mean anything. It is just part of life. It's part of life. It's part of life. Please note, even as we talk about the mercy of God, even as we talk about this grace of returning, let's not take it for a ride. 
Let's not take it for a ride. We must also be quick in returning when he can hear us. When he's available to hear us. In Psalm 32, remember we read it last time. He said, we do that when he can hear us. When God can hear us. Now say, time you come, he won't hear. So you can imagine the prodigal son, if he had remained there and keep feeding from the swine food. The Bible said he used his hooks and filled his stomach. What would have happened to him? What would have happened to him? He would have died. And when he died, the wisdom of returning is there. Is it not true? But he never enjoyed it. He never enjoyed it. The father was there with his hands open, with his heart panting, ever ready to throw party for him. If he never heed to return, he wouldn't have enjoyed all those things. So the wisdom of returning provokes all the parties that the heaven will always rejoice. That's why the Bible says there is joy in heaven over a single soul that turns to God. There is joy in heaven. So there's always time of party when somebody turns. Heaven will say, what a glorious wisdom that he has applied. Not when you dance. There's no joy in heaven when you are supposed to return your dancing, your praising, your singing, your praying. If the prayer is not for you to know the areas you're supposed to return, then something is wrong with your head. You're not getting it right. Or the person teaching you is not teaching you well. If he's teaching you well, he would have told you the first thing is to return so that there will be a party in heaven. It is the party that springs off the song and the praise. Hallelujah. So we cannot make light of this great wisdom of God. We can't make light of this great wisdom of God that men should return to their Savior. They should return to their God. No matter how bad the situation is, even if you have killed people, if you have actually repented, return. Even if you have committed abortion upon abortion, they have condemned you, there is still the wisdom that can restore you back. Return. Even if you are an armed robber, return. If you're a politician, you've eaten all the money they have given to you, you're supposed to use to better the lives of people. The hospital they asked you to build, you couldn't build, and people are dying. If you still repent and return, God will show you mercy. No matter what you've done, return with all your heart. Return just like the prodigal son. Come back to your senses and return. Just like Peter, who wept bitterly and returned. Jesus said, upon this rock, I will still build my church. Just as we are speaking about, studying about Abraham today, who also returned? Who also returned? We look at the case of Abraham, that carelessness, the first carelessness, you see it in Genesis chapter 12, verses 10. Genesis chapter 12, verse 10. When Abraham went to Egypt, because of famine, because of famine, again, just like David moved to Philistines, because of famine, Abraham fled to Egypt. He carried Sarai, the wife, and said, let's move to Egypt. There's famine now. We have to move to Egypt. And there was a famine in the land. And Abraham went down into Egypt to sojourn there. He went down into Egypt to sojourn there. <laughs> For the famine was grievous in the land. You remember God warned us last time and said, no matter the pressure, don't escape to the world. Don't join yourself with the people of the world. Don't join yourself with them. They will drag you to the pit. They will move you away from your God that you will never recover again. You can imagine what happened there. What the devil planned if it had happened. Are you with me? If it had happened. Look at verses 11. And it came to pass when he was come near to enter into Egypt that he said unto Sarah his wife, Behold now, I know that thou art a fair woman to look upon. Verses 12. Therefore, it shall come to pass. When the Egyptian shall see thee, that thou shalt say, 
this is his wife, and they will kill me, but they will save thee alive. When the Egyptians see thee, they will say, this is his wife. And because we're a fair woman, they will not kill me, so that they will carry you. So please, Sarah, you know what you will do? He says, say. <laughs> Abraham said, say, I pray thee, thou art my sister, that it may be well with me for thy sake, and my soul shall live because of thee. Verses 14. And it came to pass that when Abraham was come into Egypt, the Jason beheld the woman, that she was very fair, just like Abraham said. Verse 15. The prince also of Pharaoh saw her and commended her before Pharaoh. And the woman was taken into Pharaoh's house. Can you imagine? Verse 16. And he entreated Abraham well for her sake. And he has sheep and oxen. And he axes and made servants and made servants. And she axes and camels. Verse 17. And the Lord plagued Pharaoh and his house with great plagues because of Sarai, Abraham's wife. Wait, I'm coming. <laughs> but this is a matter. It's a matter that we need to look at. Verse 18. And Pharaoh called Abraham and said, What is this that thou hast done unto me? Why did thou not tell me that she was thy wife? Verse 19. Why said thou, she is my sister. So I might have taken her to me to wife. Now therefore behold thy wife. Take her and go thy way. Verse 20. And Pharaoh commanded his men concerning him. And they sent him away and his wife. And all that he had. Go back to where we started from then. Now look at this carelessness. I call it carelessness. Look at this carelessness. That if God had not intervened, Pharaoh would have been enjoying his wife. When I was studying, I said, what will Abraham be doing in his room that night? The man already has collected his wife. Oh. Did you people understand what we're talking about? Did you understand? What? That's, the man already has collected the wife inside his room. The only thing Abraham wanted to enjoy was his life. Let my life be for me. At least let them treat me well. Is it not what he said? Let them do what? Treat me well. And they were actually treating him well. They have given him axes. They gave him some camels. Do you know that is what some men are doing today? My wife told me about her own friend. Her own good friend. That the husband said, ah, you have to sleep with one governor like that. The governor goes up and down, you understand what I'm saying with the woman. They go to work. Of course, it's work they are working. Are you understanding? The woman is serving as a police. So they go to work. So when they go to the place, the governor keeps making advances. And this woman thought he was talking to somebody who is a husband. And he came back and said, my husband, look how the experience I'm having. The husband said, why not? Sleep with the governor. Let him give us money. And the woman turned. I looked at the man. I said, he said, he said, you had me well. Do you want me to use microphone? You had me very well. Sleep with the man. If you sleep with the man, he will give us money. He said, that became a problem. Not as if he said it as a slip of tongue. He was now pestering the woman every day and said, sleep with this man and make we make money. What is your problem? Please, is there anything different between, sorry, it's our father Abraham, but we are not trying to say he did something dangerous. Actually, we are learning. We are trying to use that to learn. We are talking about the carelessness of so many people, including ministers of the gospel. The carelessness. Do you know some people would have even won their wives, you understand, to sleep with a big man so that they will get what they need. And these people are also Christians. They go to church. They hear the gospel. They preach them every day. They can even quote the Bible. 
So I was wondering, what will Father Abraham be doing in his bedroom that night when he discovered that Pharaoh has connected his wife to his room? What will he be doing that night? Will he sleep well? Will he be sleeping well? What will he be doing? Just for him to be entreated well. Do you see where Jesus said, no one can ever walk well with me except he deny himself. And say no to him. Disregard him. He said even if it means dying, do what? Die. Did you understand why Jesus said that? Look at the case of David. David said, ah, son, this man is about killing me. I better fly. We are to the Philistines. And you know these people, there's no way you will enter the Egyptians, the Philistines, all of them are the same. Their eye doesn't focus on their wife. Are you telling me that Pharaoh wasn't married? Their eye doesn't stay with their wives. Their eye does not stay with their wives. Abraham just appeared. There's nothing again they look at. It's only the woman that is fair. The fair woman. And immediately they say, take her also, add to your women. And I also wonder, Sarah, I was just following, following, following. May God give all of you such a woman. It's a good woman, though. She was only following what the husband said. She was quiet. And I knew, for me, it was the covenant of God with Abraham, the covenant of God with that woman called Sarai. The woman would have been saying, God, where are you? My husband, is he still right? He's not right again, though. You know the power of a woman is not in talking. But it's in talking to God. Not in talking to the husband. Or condemning everything the husband is doing. But it's in talking to God. I knew that Sarah must have been talking to God. And said, don't let this danger happen. This is danger. Remember your promises. If Pharaoh sleep with me, I'll be pregnant. So, who will I give birth to? If Pharaoh has slept with her. Sarah would have given birth to Ishmaelah, not Ishmael again. <laughs> so God needed to intervene. You can imagine such error, such carelessness, just because you wanted your own life. You want your life. Do you know that carelessness would have eroded all the plans and the promises of God for his life? God had already promised. Through your own bowel, that child of promise will come. And from this woman, and it's from you. Is somebody understanding what I'm saying here? And he was at the verge of scattering that plan. And God needed to step in at that point and said, No, I won't let this happen. I will not let this happen. I know he's careless. I know he's becoming selfish. I know he's beginning to think about himself alone. I know he wants to satisfy his own desire. I know he wants that which pleases him. He's not thinking about me again. Are you understanding? But yet, I will not let that happen. I have to step in. May I announce to you, so many quarters that you would have jumped into, so many pits that would have swallowed up all the blessings and the plans of God. God intervened. That is why you are still talking. God had to intervene because he's still holding up there those plans which you originally had for you and for me. May I announce something to you? When I sit down, I was looking at that carelessness. I say, how can a man that God has said Many things to like this. Wake up in the morning and decide to submit the same woman that God said, with this woman and you, I will do great things. And the same woman is the woman you submitted to an unbeliever. The same woman is the woman. You ask a man, go, just give me access. Just keep my life. Just sustain me for some time. Ah, 
What is that you are pursuing just for sustenance and you are about losing the major blessing of God for your life? What is that particular thing? What is that? For some, the little pleasure of sex that is about making you to lose the glorious destiny that God has already designed, arranged, keep it for you. God has kept you all this while because he has looked at it and said, no, I cannot fold my hands, the wicked will succeed and steal this glorious destiny which I have for my son. But I'm still holding it, waiting for him to do what? To return. I still hold it, waiting for him to do what? To return. Because I can't fold my hand and look at the devil succeed. I can't. I can't. For some, they have been embezzling. They never knew the money they were embezzling. You can't compare even the plans and purpose of God for their lives. That they would have been the people who are keeping the nation. And they are now the people sucking small, small things. They are sucking little, little things. Little, little things. Little, little things. At times I look at myself, I say, ah, how much will I steal from this ministry to be compared with gigantic projects that God has given to me? That by the time God will finish doing what he wants to do, if you see it, you will say, ah, this can only be God. I say, how much will I steal here? How much will I just transfer into my account and buy one big jeep? I'll just come out and be wearing suit and be wearing shoe of uh, 100,000 and put perfume that if you stay there, you'll be perceiving it. So that they will call me big pastor, I'll do hand like this and buy suit for America and uh, Chris and they'll be following me as I will be. And I'll carry them to gym so that they will gym up. Their four packs will come out. And they'll be walking like this. If you want to come close, they say, okay, move this way. And I'll be doing like this. I say, where are we putting head? They say, this is the way, sir. And I'll be going like this. <laughs> That's masquerade. <laughs> masquerade. I love freedom that Jesus has given to me. So we look at this life of our father Abraham as we learn from him as we learn from him to know how to walk with God, how to live our own life, we saw that carelessness. And up to today, people are still in the same carelessness. There are little, little things that we think it doesn't matter. Because I was asking, does he feel that this does not matter? Does he feel that this doesn't matter? If this man has slept with the wife, how would the wife feel? Even when he come back, he will start crying and say, ah, you laid me now for this man. You laid me for this man. What is happening? If she had resisted, I understand it. Maybe they would have even killed her. And you are sleeping in your room. And they give, and that night they would have been serving him some things. And say, ah, this your sister is wonderful. Oh. She's a wonderful lady. Ah, very pretty. Is this how you people used to be beautiful in your place? And I wonder what you'll be saying. You would have said, yes. Yes, we used to be beautiful like this. Like this. Oh, that is, do you want the second one? But it's important that we today need to ask ourselves questions. How do I live my own life? Am I becoming careless? You can be careless with lies. And you say it doesn't mean a thing. You can be careless with lies. You can be careless with the kind of people you move with. You see yourself entangling yourself with unbelievers. You say it doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean anything. When God has told you very clear in his word, don't be equally yoked together with unbelievers. What we have to do with them is to take the gospel to them. He said, be not deceived. Evil communication corrupts good manners. He said, come ye out from among them and they are your best friends. They are your best friends. They are the ones you agree with. You even tell us they are even better than people who are going to church. Eh -eh. It's because you've not seen people who actually encounter Christ. 
Look at the disciples. Those people that were saved after they took the gospel to them and they returned to fellowship. And these people were being discipled also, learning of Christ. Look at their lives. Look at the kind of life they live. That's why they do things in common. They do things in common. They do things in common. They are together. We know today that many people who crippled from the world and join us in the church today who are not actually children of God, they just carry them out there and carry them to the church. They have not encountered Christ. They never encountered Christ once. They have now missed up with the people of God causing a lot of commotion, causing troubles from every angle. Before you know it here, child of God got pregnant, this one got pregnant, this one carried money, this one carried money. Where did you gather them from? Where did you gather them from? Now, God began to speak to us that we must understand this. Those little, little carelessness, we must check it. This is the time to start checking it. The little carelessness in our hearts, the little thoughts that quickly take over our heart without we knowing. Those little carelessness of the phone you have, the thing that goes on there, that you have been doing that and God still showed mercy and still hold on. Even that blessing does not mean you are right. It doesn't mean you are right. It does not mean you are right. Look at the next one that happened in Genesis 16 at another time. Look at another carelessness. This one now caused him almost the blessedness. In Genesis 16, maybe God did not come the first time and stopped him and said, no, you have done a terrible thing. And he progressed to the next one. Look at the next one. Now Sarai, Abraham's wife, bear him no children. And she had an handmaid, an Egyptian again, whose name was Hagar. Whose name was Hagar? Verse 2. And Sarai said unto Abraham, Behold now, the Lord has restrained me from bearing. I pray thee, go in unto my maid. It may be that I may obtain children by her. And Abraham hearkened unto the voice of Sarai immediately. It's just like as I am now. We are looking for a child. And my wife came and said, this my maid is beautiful, oh, you can see. Beautiful lady. Go and sleep. It might be that the promise of God will come from her. So, I wonder what actually made Father Abraham to quickly hearken unto Sarai. Look at verses 3. And Sarai, Abraham's wife, took Hagar, her maid, the Egyptian, after Abraham had dwelt ten years in the land of Canaan, and gave her to her husband, Abraham, to be his wife. And gave her to her husband, Abraham, to be his wife. Verse 4. And he went in unto her immediately, and she conceived. And when she saw that she has conceived, her mistress was despised in her eyes. Verses 5. And Sarah said unto Abraham, My wrong be upon thee. I have given my maid into thy bosom. And when she saw that she had conceived, I was despised in her eyes. The Lord judged between me and thee. But Abraham said unto Sarah, Behold, thy maid is in thy hand. Do to her as he pleased thee. And when Sarah dealt hardly with her, she fled. Okay, this is not what we're looking at. Go to 15. Genesis 16, verse 15 and 16. And Hagabiah Abraham a son. And Abraham called his son's name, which Hagabiah Ishmael. Verse 16 now. And Abraham was four score and six years old when Hagabiah Ishmael to Abraham. Please note, four score and six, that's 86 years old. He was 86 years old when this one happened. Now, when this one happened, at 86, God's work and Abraham's thought for 13 good years. For 13 good years. Every blessing of God, all the promises of God was at a serious struggle. Will I withdraw? Will I release? Will I withdraw? Will I release? Ah, what have Abraham done again? What had he done again? Upon all my promises to him, 
upon that I met him and told him, hey, through your own power, the seed that will come out of your bowel. Thirteen good years. God never spoke to him again. The Bible recorded when Abraham was 99, when Ishmael was 13, 13 years, that was when God returned back again to him. After 13 years, there was no record from that Genesis chapter 16, verses 16, where the Bible recorded that Abraham was 86 years, there was no record of God's work with Abraham again. Till when he was what? 99 years. By then, Ishmael has become what? 13 years. So for 13 good years, God said, wait. Mm -mm. This is becoming terrible. This is becoming horrible. This is becoming terrible. So you can see all the blessings that God keep pouring on the man. I have given you this place. The nations, you will be a blessing to them. Through your seed, the nations of the earth will bless. All of these things were under age. He was at the verge of losing all. But blessed be God. Can somebody say amen? Can somebody say amen? Blessed be our God who is full of mercy. Who cannot forget his covenant. Whenever his people return, when their heart is penitent, they say, Lord, ah, we know we have done wrong. We have missed it all. Don't let all this blessedness be over. Don't let all these promises of yours be over. Don't let all these things you have said concerning my life be over like that. Look at Genesis chapter 17. God returned at 99 years old. At 99, at 99, to prove to him that he is still God, who is full of mercy, who is full of compassion toward those that their heart is ready to return. Toward those that their heart is ready to return. Luke 17. And when Abraham was 90 years old and nine, the Lord appeared to Abraham after 13 years. That was the next time God appeared to him and said unto him, I am the almighty God. Walk before me and be thou perfect. Walk before me and be thou perfect. Walk before me and be thou perfect. Stop walking the way you walked before. Don't walk that way. You will miss it. You will lose all the blessings. And he said, as for me, verses 2, my covenant with you still standing. And I will make my covenant between me and thee. And I will multiply thee exceedingly. Please, what was God saying? You have almost lost all. But if you walk before me now and be thou what? Perfect. I will make my covenant between me and thee. And I will multiply thee exceedingly. He's saying this again as if he has not said it before. Is it true? Had he said it before? So why does he need to say it again? He was telling him, you have almost lost it. I am here to restore it back again. But for you, walk before me and be thou perfect. Go to verse 3. He said, and Abraham fell on his face. And God talked with him saying, he failed on his face. He failed with a heart of penitence. He failed with tears in his heart. He said, oh God, thank you that you've returned. Within these 13 years, what was he doing? He mustn't be doing anything again that Lord is seeking his face. Seeking God everywhere. He knew he has been cut off. He knew he's not there again. Is no more connected again. The connection is no more there anymore. The connection is no more there anymore. Children of God, don't let anybody deceive you. In this race we are running, don't let anybody deceive you. Don't let any preacher deceive you. Don't let anybody deceive you. Anywhere you know 
you have gotten it wrong, return to God. Return to your maker. Don't continue pressing. Don't continue moving until you return. So that your walk with God can be what he said it should be. And you will see from that moment there will be a restoration. Everything he has promised you, you will see it back again. You begin to see God. You begin to see God. The Bible said he returned and said, I am the almighty God. I am the almighty. I am here again. Hey, you have done it wrong before. You've got it wrong. Your carelessness want to rob you of all the promises and the blessings. But I'm back. Will you walk before me and be perfect? Walk before me and be perfect. For me, my covenant is still standing. Verse 4. As for me, behold, my covenant is with thee, and thou shalt be a father of many nations. He started afresh again to remind him of what he has said before. You have lost it almost, but now I am returning you back again. You will still be the father of many nations, but start walking with me and be thou perfect. I will not let the devil succeed in your life. I will not let him turn what I have planned for your life. I will return all of them back again. But you must walk before me and be thou perfect. I tell you this year, there will be a restoration. Listen, I am not gazing. I don't gaze. I say what I know is true. I don't try to make people feel happy. No, I preach you the gospel the way God put it in my heart. I'm not hunting for anybody's money. Not looking for people who give me one big thing. Uh -uh. I want to be free. When I finish preaching, I go back. If the Lord call me tomorrow, I can say, Lord, it is what you asked me to preach, I preached. So today, as we are about closing, you must look at that very closely. Ask yourself question, go to five. Neither shall thy name any more be called Abraham, but thy name shall be Abraham. For father of many nations have I made thee. Oh my God. That's our father Abraham. He returned. Look at verse 6. And I will make thee exceeding fruitful. And I will make nations of thee. And kings shall come out of thee. God came back to restore him again. To restore back everything he promised him. And started adding more. And started adding more. I tell you, the season of restoration is a season that God will not only restore back what you have lost, he will still add more and add more and add more to you. Is somebody shouting amen? Is somebody shouting amen? Look at verse 7. And I will establish my covenant between me and thee and thy seed after thee in their generations for an everlasting covenant to be a God unto thee and to thy seed after thee. Look at verse 8. And I will give unto thee and to thy seed after thee the land wherein thou art a stranger or the land of Canaan for an everlasting position and I will be their God. Let me stop here. Listen. You see this issue of returning? I don't want anybody to joke with it. If you finish hearing these messages on returning, the series are there. When we finish, go and get the messages. Sit down and listen to all of them. I tell you, if you return, if God did not visit you, no, I'm not a preacher. No, God never called me once. He will so much visit you and transform your life that people will say, Kai, what is happening here? Are we saying amen? So I want to stop here for we to pray. We have to talk to God at this stage. You must talk to God and say, Lord, here I am. Here I am. Look at the man called David. Look at the parable of Christ, the prodigal son. Look at Peter. Look at our father Abraham. All these people follow that path of returning. Check your heart. Is there any place to return? Is there any place to return? Are you becoming careless in so many areas? We could say today, Father Abraham is becoming careless. From that is carelessness. He came to another carelessness. That almost robbed him of all the blessings. If God did not return and now restore him, when he saw his penitent heart, 
he fell on his face and said, Almighty God, ah, so you can still remember me. Almighty God, so you have not wiped me away from your book. Almighty God, so you are still holding these plans for me. God does not forget his own easily. He does not forget his own easily. He can't forget you easily. He's still pursuing you. It's left for you. It's left for you to return. If you return, it's there ever to hold you again and fall on your neck like he fell on the neck of the prodigal son and said, my son that was dead is alive again. I will shout in amen. Talk to your father now. Say, father, I return. In this area, you know that area that God said you should return. The area of unfaithfulness, are you faithful? Are you faithful to your husband? Are you faithful to your wife? You are hearing me as you listen to this message. You know it. They call you deacon. They call you elder. You are serving in one group or the other. Are you faithful to your wife? Are you faithful to your husband? For how long will you keep deceiving? For how long will you keep lying and cheating? For how long won't you return and confess those things so that God can restore you? They call you pastor, they call you reverend, and they thought you are actually what you claim that you are. Will you not return? You are hearing me. You know what I'm talking about. Don't pretend. Will you not return? Return to God. Return to God. You have carried out a series of abortions for another man. And your husband actually is not aware. You are hearing me. Will you not return? You are hearing me as you hear this message today. This message might be the last chance God is giving to that life that is hearing me. You are hearing me in Nigeria, outside Nigeria, all over the world. Today, God is giving you another opportunity to repent. Another opportunity to turn back. He don't want to kill you. The enemy is fast and smart. He wants to snatch your life. God will keep you again. He will restore back again. That dignity. Will you cry on your face as Abraham fell on his face? Are you still standing on your two feet? Won't you bow down and say, Lord, have mercy. God is before you today. As I speak this hour, I see my father standing before you saying, I am the almighty God. Will you come back? Will you come back? Father, we thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. You will not die in that office. You will not die. Unfaithful man, unfaithful woman. That's not how you started your life. You started well with God. But today, because of the mountain things of the world, you have slipped away. The only way back to God is to return. God said return. He said, I should tell you today to return. If you return, he will restore you back again. You have lost your peace. You know you are the one God is speaking to. You Since you walk away and walk to Egypt, you have lost your peace. The women of the world have sucked you dry. Will you return to your father? with tears in your heart. Will you be broken and weep bitterly like Peter did? Will you come back to your senses like the prodigal son? Will you fall on your face as God has met you today? Even like our father Abraham. Our father we thank you. Thank you. Ah, thank you in this season. There must be a restoration. Lord, the enemy will not succeed. Look at the blessings that you have for us. We will not lose it. Thank you, Heavenly Father. We give all the glory to you. In Jesus' most precious name, we have prayed. I know you are blessed by the message you just received. We encourage you to join our Open Heaven meetings, connecting to God's help every first of the month, 5 p.m. Deep experience with Jesus every Saturday, 5 p.m. And our life-transforming seminars for all is for circle. To E23, C2C Plaza, Pokiti Road, Enugu, Nigeria. Visit our Facebook page, Savior of Destiny Total Sports Ministry. Instagram at Savior T Sports. Twitter at Savior Total. WhatsApp number 090 Email Savior of Destiny Total Sports Ministry at gmail.com. You are blessed.
Yeah.